Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Lindsay, you know the great thing about this show and how it continues to grow? So many things, but you're going to tell us more. Yeah, like that. We have friends now, and Mm. they're kind of out here breaking news. Uh, especially a guy I think we can call a friend as it's his second time joining us, A.J. Perez from Front Office Sports, broke the news about another chapter in this Washington Commander's Dan Snyder saga. He joins us now to talk about it. Insider Calls powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download your BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. A.J. Perez, so happy to have you back on the program. For myself personally, there's been more than enough writing on the wall to come to the conclusion that Dan Snyder should not own an NFL team. He probably shouldn't be a boss. He probably shouldn't be in a power position. But that darn money leaves a trail. So where's that snail trail of money leading us today, A.J.? Uh, We don't know at this point. I think it's too early to say where this is going to go. I think uh, we'll – this. I think there's going to be some – the team just put a statement out denying – uh, denying that, you know, well, denying that they were uh, holding back any ticket re- revenue at all and basically claiming if whoever testified uh, to Congress saying such is, um, is uh, you know, uh, guilty of perjury, So, which is, which is true. You can't lie to Congress. Um, Roger Clemens learned that even though he was acquitted. So that's, uh, it's, uh, you know, you, it's going to be interesting to see the next couple steps here. Yeah, perjury seems super illegal, and I'm not a money person, because, and I'm certainly not a numbers person, but anytime I hear uh, two books, I know something is awry, and, and I know that usually when there's a game that there's 40% of ticket revenue that has to be shared with the away teams, that's what we're talking about in terms of, of, uh, of the money that is of question, correct? Yes, that's correct. They're, uh, every... Um, the, the the teams are entitled to keep 60% of home revenue, the other 40% of net. That there's some deductions for taxes and handling, and other charges uh, that are that are exempt. So, but the, the about 40% of the net is then put into a, is forwarded to the league, put into a pool, and that pays out the visiting teams. So they're saying they haven't done that essentially, that they've been hiding the money. Uh, at least one person has told uh, Congress that yes, and they're uh, they're. Now they're facing, um, you know, they're they're being called out by the team for, you know, saying that's not true. And I have some other information that which I referenced in Saturday's story that it was more than just first person testimony. I can't say much more than that because I still don't know exactly what that was. But it looks like there could have been, um, you know, something turned over to that committee. Well, and as you say, AJ, this is an ongoing story, but it hasn't just like started this past week. And this is from or stemming from the other congressional hearings that uh, they were taking a look into the toxic workplace culture, the sexual misconduct. How serious are they taking these allegations or at least their microscope around this team? Because there just seems to be more and more uh, being brought up from the mud the longer that they look. 
Yeah, it does. Um, it does. It does. It, this is not, um, you know, it's not the first time they got in trouble before this long time ago, going back 11 years or so. But they, they got in trouble for salary cap, uh, uh, circumventing the, uh, the salary cap, totally different circumstances, totally different allegations. Obviously, they came down and got, they, they, the league punished them and the Cowboys at the same time. Um, that was, you know, before the last, that was before the, uh, or that's two CBAs ago at this point, but it's, 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 it's been a while. Um, so this is the uh, you know I heard we've been report I've known for almost two weeks now that the, that the shift was there uh, beyond toxic workplace for the for the committee I didn't know until um, I wouldn't didn't know until I was wrapping up the owners meetings what that meant and uh, then it took me a couple more days after Thursday's story to to um, kind of have more details on what was alleged to Congress. In terms of current and former players of uh, the Commanders. How does the fudging of the numbers, and pardon my ignorance, but how does fudging these numbers affect them in terms of what they're getting paid? Um, it doesn't really, I mean, it doesn't affect them. And it does, you know, if, if this happened, and um, we don't know if it did or not, we don't know how long it ran. If it, if it did happen, we don't know who authorized it. At least I don't. Um, and um, it, so the, it, could have, it, it could have affected some salary cap space. And it would, it's not a huge, would not have swung it much because if we're talking – you know, we're looking, looking. Maybe we don't know how much. We were probably talking hundreds of thousands of dollars, maybe a little more, into the low millions. Uh, but it it would not have impacted the cap that much. But it does impact the players. And anything that impacts the cap impacts the players. And, it, and any any revenues, if they did hold any, anything back, does does impact the other other 31 owners. And sometimes it's not about the results; it's about the willingness to find out what those results are. And I really think that's what we're we're looking at with this particular franchise, and and across sports as well. But I, I always say that if you're looking for an example of accountability, you probably won't find it in the true position uh, positions of power in sports. So how? At what point do you think, AJ, do, do the owners say to themselves, hey, this guy might be bringing a little bit too big of an exposure point to us? Because you mentioned there, there's a history, not just this year, there's a history from 11 years ago. We're unearthing different stories the, the longer that we look. I mean, am I wrong to think that they're, they're taking a little bit of a look over to the NBA and maybe saying, hey, what's that Donald Sterling playbook you guys have over there? Or even going to Major League Baseball with Frank McCourt with the Dodgers. That um, too. There's, it's not there yet. Uh, I know Pro Football Talks reported, and I'm not doubting the reporting that you know this that you know this would be the the quote unquote death knell for 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 Snyder. It's going to take a lot. It's uh, going to take um, even if this is even if the, all the breadcrumbs lead back, and we know the we know that even if it's proven Dan Snyder, which we have no idea, you know, he's very very denying any of this actually ever happened, let alone that he knew about it. Um, you know, if, if for some reason it, it all leads back to him and, you know, he did this over, he authorized this or something, even that is not a guarantee that, that, that he'll be stripped of the franchise. Um, one former league executive told me it's going to take the, the NFL owners, all, you need to have at least 24 of them to throw them out. You need, you need three-fourths of ownership to, um, to displace an owner, the same number you need to approve an owner, which will we, that'll be coming up with the Broncos, whoever lands up with that team. Uh, so it's it's the same threshold, and, it's, and I, from my reporting, from not from what I'm hearing, it's it's not there yet. Um, so it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be it's gonna take more information coming out, and it's gonna take us many many owners to start asking questions, and more than asking questions, have an appetite to throw an owner out, which has never happened in the modern NFL. AJ Perez joins us from Front Office Sports. Be sure to follow him on Twitter by AJ Perez. And you said that you're at the owners' meetings um, as they were wrapping up last week, and that you attended. Uh, one of the things when Goodell was asked about Dan Snyder was him being in day-to-day operations of the team and running the team. 
which he denied and says, no, he has not. And then there's reports that have said that he's been in that position doing day-to-day operations. Is this a big deal? Or is that just adding on to the problems? Well, it's it just caused some confusion because Goodell almost implied reinstatement when there was nothing to be reinstated from um, were his words. Because the, the, the NFL knew about um, the, the testimony. I don't know if they knew the exact contents of it quite yet during the owners' meetings, but they have since been briefed or at least have a transcript of what was said. Um, to Congress, um, from my reporting, my sources are telling me, and so does the team. Uh, the commanders also have a similar, similar, um, you know, transcript. Uh, they, um, so I don't know if they, maybe he was referencing. It's kind of so hard. I'm up with words in Goodell's mouth, but it was kind of we, we were sitting there during that news conference. I thought it was strange because he he basically said Dan and I need to have a talk, and he said he hasn't done video operations. And there's there's you know that's been refuted by local media. You know, there's coaches who said you know that they talked to Dan frequently. Um, he was involved in exit interviews uh, since he stepped down in July and stuff like that. Um, you know, and we and and you know he was not required to at least publicly. There was no, there was no mandate for him to step down. You know, he said he was a step away. Let his uh, they made uh, Tanya his wife, uh, the co CEO, co owner, and she's been at the last two owners meetings um, representing the team. But I think uh, I think Snyder Snyder's never actually never been the most hands on owner owner in, in in the NFL. He's not Jerry Jones, for example. But but he does. You know he does keep track. He does, and he has. There's, there's indications from from both reports that he hasn't um, backed off his his regular. You know what he, he he had done over the previous years when it comes to his team duties. Yeah, and even if he was hands off uh, as of recently, it, those old habits tend to die hard, and he's more than involved to cause alleged problems and problems that we know of, but. Uh, it just seems like it's another story in the long line of NFL bad PR moves and, and just moments that we've had. And so I want to ask you a little bit more of a larger picture question because we get news that there's going to be $850 million of public money going uh, towards the Bills stadium. We hear that Tennessee is going to be seeking $500 million for their new stadium for the Titans. I mean, my patience wears thin with this business and, and, and their lack of accountability. But when we see stuff like what Andrea Tomey is doing, uh, and that's just uh, unrelated to the Deshaun Watson Brown situation. We weren't even scheduled to discuss that today, AJ. But don't you think there's some larger picture calculus that this league and their leaders have in their front of their minds? And wouldn't you be a little bit worried? Um, yeah, and I think there's, uh, you know, you, you mentioned that. So last week you, you saw $850 million from New York and, the, and, and, and Erie County um, for a $1.4 billion stadium for the for Bills, and they've been working on that for a long time and then you know the same later the same day axios reports that the tennessee governor is um working on 500 million dollars for a stadium that the titans would even know until about five six weeks ago they, they they needed a new stadium they were most of the focus was on refurbishing the current one and uh so we're you know the talk out of richmond is 350 million dollars that's what they're that's what they're giving there's a report today out of washington post that maryland is uh con- is would would consider 400 million dollars that's going to cover Oh, between you know, 12 and 15, 16 percent of the total stadium cost, which is not a lot. And but but the trend so that but the trend is new. I mean, it's the, the trend's been going down the last the last several new stadiums in, in all sports where less public money is being used. Um, so that they but the owners would love to get that you know getting you know all or half of stadium finance or by by tax money or bonds. Um, they they do want that trend back because they want to keep their money like any business owner would. 
AJ, uh, sports are big here. You're talking about new stadiums. Of course, we have Allegiant Stadium. And you in particular over these past couple of months have been covering, and the news became official late last week, that an F1 race is coming here to Sin City in Las Vegas. Uh, How big of a deal is this? And, And honestly, in your opinion, financially, like the growth of this sport, how incredible has it been to see? No, it's great. We actually broke that story uh, back uh, about uh, what ten days ago. We uh, we we we, uh, we broke the story and um, uh, of the F one. I mean, longer than that ago. It's been a while. It's been a couple weeks. Um, about the NF, about the F one track and F one coming back to Vegas. You know, because the last two were a disaster in the early eighties around Caesar's Palace, and this this is really going to be great. You can be on the strip. You're going to be going through down down the strip for about a mile. It's it's going to be it's going to be insane. Um, I think it's going to be. This is like one of the few F1 races where maybe the best seats aren't going to be seats. They're going to be up in the hotels and how much hotels are going to be able to charge for getting the view half the track. It's going to be, it's going to be amazing. And, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of, lot of, lot of people are on board, including Mark Davis. Um, I talked to him about this a little bit over at, at the owners meetings. He was, you know, this is before, um, this is before it became final. Um, I guess that was, that was late last week. It became final, but it was a couple of days before that. Uh, I was talking to him about it after our report came out, and you know, every, there's a lot of excitement there. And I think it's it's gonna you know it's gonna be it's gonna be an inter- interesting. It's gonna be a little it could be a little cold that time of year. I've been to Vegas a few times during that dur- during November to race to race myself uh, when I was um, doing obstacle course racing down there in, in the desert. So I know it could be uh, it's gonna be it, it's gonna be a great event. And I think it's gonna be uh, it's it's gonna be way better than Miami. That's, that's coming up next month. Um, uh, I think I uh, maybe I'm biased. I'm from the West Coast, but it's good. To, I think it's going to be a great event. I think that this is the, it's good to see um, non NASCAR racing, um, open wheel racing, um, kind of become more become back, back back in favor of here here in the U.S. Yeah, we'll second any motion that says Vegas is the best place for anything. Although, as you mentioned, uh, people are going to be watching from their hotel rooms. They're going to have to stay there the entire weekend because Thanksgiving weekend here is already nuts. But we're very much looking forward to having that race and having the entire F1 community descend into ours. And and just to keep a little bit of a popcorn topic here, because uh, I noticed that there's some weird bookings, or at least weird books from the Final Four programs from the women's championships. I'm from Minnesota, and I know that Minneapolis-St. Paul Airport is fresh off of some renovations, but have you gotten to the bottom of the story yet of why <laughs> these, these programs cannot be put in checked baggage? They have to be below the plane? Like, what's the safety concern here? I have um, Amanda Kristovich, my coworker, tweeted that out. I think she's trying to get to the bottom of it. I, that was very strange. I don't know what was in those programs. Maybe it's some plutonium or something. I have no idea. It's just like it's it's something must something must set the set off something in the uh, um, you know it's <laughs> something I guess in, in the check baggage sensors something set it off. I don't know. Unless it's uh, made with marijuana or something. I don't know. It's going to be. <laughs> That's true. That'll set it off up there for sure. <laughs> that, that is still not allowed, but you guys cover pretty much everything that has to do with the bouncing ball or any business uh, behind it uh, at Front Office Sports. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us today, AJ. No problem. Thanks for having me back on. Absolutely. That was AJ Perez again. From front office sports senior reporter, he's been with USA Today, he's been with uh, Fox Sports, he's been all over the place and is clearly a very, very popular guy when you're calling Mark Davis for some opinions on F1. Always great to have insider calls brought to us by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download your BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. And on the other side, well, we got to wrap up the weekend and all the craziness that was. So much room for activities. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.